everybody. Welcome to Real Chills. Today we had one of my great friends from college, Melissa Lawson, on the show, and we talked about all the haunts at our old alma mater. It was really fun, and you get to hear a little bit about what I was like in college, <laughs> which you may have already in the past. Overall, great episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Real chills with Meg Getz. Real scary, real silly, real stories. Hey everybody, welcome to Real Chills. Meg Getz here and I am so excited for our guest for the shiver today. It is one of my best friends. We met in college at Penn State. Melissa Lawson. Melissa, how are you? (laughs) Good. How are you? Good. I am so excited that you could do this podcast so people could hear how insane we are. (laughs) (laughs) They're in for a treat. I can't believe this is the first uh, Real Chills I've been on. I know it's been too long. I totally forgot to mention, but I think you listen to the podcast, so you know, we actually ask all of our guests where they stand on the paranormal, if they are a skeptic, a true believer, where do you see yourself? Um, I think I'm a true believer, but I also just love to be skeptical. But I think that's yeah. just how I am. Like, I'm an accountant, like yeah. an auditor. So like, but I think almost being skeptical and challenging it is like the fun and like almost convinces me even more to be a true <laughs> believer. So. Yeah. You and your darn puzzle brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Melissa knows, like, if I'm playing a board game, it's for her and only because I love her. (laughs) (laughs) Board games is my love language. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I surround myself with those people because that's Dan, too, and his family. And I'm just like, I can't do this. This is too much pressure. (laughs) Let's just watch a movie, you guys. So, So, yeah, we're going to be talking about Penn State because that's where we met, which is super fun. How did you like it? How was your time there? And how do you like me as a friend? (laughs) This is a little bit too much. I'm sorry, listeners. I know this is a lot. Um, I'll try to tone it down. I'm excited. (laughs) Meg's just looking for me to just brag about how great of a friend she is and how much fun she was in college. Please compliment me over and over and over again. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, Penn State was awesome. I did love it. Um, I would say it probably took me until like my junior year to really like find my groove and like my group of people. And I know that's kind of when we became friends. Yeah, totally. Sophomore into junior year. But from there, like it was great. I mean, it's funny now that so many people, you know, you think the school's so big, but I have so many connections with so many people there. So I think getting involved and, you know, finding a group of people to do things with. I mean, of course I loved partying and going to the bars, but even just doing things beyond that. I mean, nothing beats (laughs) living across the street from all your best friends. Yeah. It was such a surreal thing. So people kind of like to poke fun at me. I don't know if they do to you as well, Melissa, but cause I live in Philly at how much I just adored my time there. Like it makes me feel embarrassed how much I loved it, but they're really, it really was such a cool place like being able to live next to all your best friends and walk 
anywhere you want to go is just so, so weirdly freeing. So I, oh man, I loved every second of it, honestly. Me too. (laughs) Me and, and my fiance also went to Penn State and we both said that we're just like, we slipped into like a depression (laughs) and like, we left just like missing it so much. Like, just like the real world to just like, you know, to get together with friends took like weeks to plan instead of just like, yo, I'm coming over. (laughs) Yeah, actually it's so funny because I didn't have a job yet. So I was like the poorest I've ever been living with my parents and I was dating someone at the time who knew I was depressed and wanted to take me to a movie. And we were going to see a cartoon, which is like my speed. Can't even remember what the movie was, but it was completely sold out. So instead we saw, it was like American warrior or something. The guy that was like a sharpshooter. And then he like, the end of the movie spoilers, he gets shot at a gun range by like another. Was that with the... Oh, Bradley Cooper. Yeah. American, that's the one with the fake baby. Yeah, <laughs> like, with the so baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah, I cried the whole way home. That was yeah, like that's terrible. You should just have not seen a movie <laughs> at that point. You, you should have left. That would have been spoiler. You buy yeah. ice cream and go home. Yeah, you yeah. call it a day. I would yeah. rather have played board games, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was sad. I it's hard not being around your friends I guess you have to make yeah. new adult friends and yeah instead you just moved here and everything's great. I did. I did. <laughs> it took you what six seven years and finally convinced me oh, to move begging. to Philly so yeah because there's no way I was moving to Pittsburgh where you were so yeah cool so we should probably talk about ghosts uh sure. thank you listeners for sitting through that <laughs> yeah. yeah all the way through it So I wanted to talk about the hauntings of Penn State and really why would our school be haunted uh, other than the fact that we went there? (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, it's super old and full of rich history. So according to PSU, Edu. In 1855, the Commonwealth chartered it as one of the nation's first colleges of agricultural science with the goal of applying scientific principles to farming. So for a while, it was a pretty small but pretty impressive agricultural school, which totally checks out. There is nothing around Penn State. It is just farmland as far as I can see. (laughs) And they still do have really cool stuff set up, you know, slightly off campus, but attached to it, you know, for those students who are still going there for like ag sciences. I mean, that was something I never did, but it was always cool when you drove by or you'd see the farm shows and things like that, that they still had. Oh yeah. They used to have the farm show, which was really cool with all the animals. But then Uh they also, the Berkey Creamery is all like from local cows and things like that. So good. If you guys visit, you got to go to the Berkey Creamery. So it wasn't until the 1800s when school president George Atherton expanded the school's curriculum. So one story from the 1800s was that of Coley. Do you know Coley, Melissa? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The mule, right? Yeah, he was a black (laughs) mule who came all the way from Kentucky. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. construct buildings at Penn State. Coley hauled limestone blocks to the construction site from a quarry located on what is part of the Old Main Lawn near the intersection of College Avenue and Pew Street. Old Main was completed in 1863 and Penn State then purchased Coley for $190, a high price for that era, reflecting his reliability and great capacity for work. He spent the next 30 years handling many landscaping and farm chores on the campus and surrounding farms. Isn't that fun? That is fun. Okay. wrong in that his bones are in the hub no no you're not wrong so 
So yeah, so he later become became the unofficial mascot of the school until his death in 1893, and his skeleton was then preserved and can still be seen at the school. It was actually moved around. It was a cu- in a couple of different administrative offices, but when we went there, it was in the hub. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing it. No one explains Coley no. to you. <laughs> no, it's all <laughs> when like you visit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's all like Nittany Lion and then just like a, a mule skeleton in the hub is like where people go to study and there's a Starbucks and it's very modern. It doesn't look like there should be a skeleton. It's it's not even like, oh, here's the section of the hub that has all our artifacts and history. Like, it's right, just, yeah, it's like there, like, like just a this water like, fountain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just like this main corridor that just coldly. Yeah. They're like, yeah, well, they had to find somewhere for me, I guess. It's <laughs> <Like>, on <laughs> Coley's plaque. <laughs> yeah, so this actually leads to our first ghost story. So many people claim that in the halls of the hub late at night, you can sometimes hear the soft sounds of a braying old mule. No way. Really? So that's, you know, I, um, yeah, I heard a couple, like, I read a couple stories online where they heard, like, the the mule noises or, like, the clickety clop of of little mule feet and some were speculating that's why he gets moved around so much but uh-huh. none of that's confirmed i've i've never heard anything other than people playing ddr in the hub it's yeah this, there is so much noise <laughs> in the hub at all times because it's open 24 7 it's like a place yep. where you can study a lot of like groups meet like board game groups and ddr club would meet there so it's not, I, you know, I've never found the hub to be spooky ever. No, the lights, it's always well lit. It's bright, Even yeah. when you're there, like, late at night or studying, like, there's people around. Yeah. So, yeah, a I, lot I would, of people, too. Yeah, if I heard clickety-clacking of hooves, I would not think it was a <laughs> mule ghost. I just assume, like, the mule club was doing something weird or something. <laughs> Yeah, we probably did hear old Muley and old Coley yeah. and was just like, oh yeah, it's just the tap dance club is right. thinking up the halls again, taking up, yeah. you know, noise pollution. He's yeah. probably like annoyed that he's stuck haunting someplace that <laughs> yeah. he gets no recognition. With all the nerve, I hate to say, I keep, you know, this is really, it really indicates what I was about in college. Not a good thing. But I associate the people that hung out at Late Night Hub as the nerds of the school, you know, yes. the ones that weren't like being complete animals at parties <laughs> like we were. Yeah. So I'm just like, Coley's just stuck there, like watching people play like Settlers of Catan. And- yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> or all the freshmen, like the first month. Yeah, have no freshman idea what year. To do. Yeah. And they make like art. <laughs> they have like, anyway. yeah. Coley's like, I need to get out of here. I'm going to make as much noise as possible until they move me to a frat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would have been spookier, honestly. Oh, yeah. I've seen some spooky things at frats. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Want to talk about haunted? I could do, we could probably do a whole episode. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that story brings up another reason some people think the campus may have more ghostly energy. The whole school, well, a lot of the school is built on top of limestone. And according to the article, Dippity Booyah, which is also a really fun Twitter. So definitely check that out. Numerous ghost hunting experts and members of the paranormal community believe limestone has paranormal properties. Specifically, buildings located near limestone deposits seem to have a higher level of, of energy and paranormal activity. There's not a lot of 
not a lot has been done to like scientifically prove this yet. It's kind of challenging. It's just kind of like one of those like common beliefs in like the paranormal community. That's super cool. I hadn't heard that before either. Yeah, right. Isn't that weird? I yeah. I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even know it was built on limestone. If we're Me being either. honest, no. But that makes. I mean, I guess that makes sense, right? Yeah. Well, don't they do like off campus? Aren't there like some like I don't even know like quarries or fracking or stuff that happens yes. around there? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where Coley was getting the limestone too. Was from a quarry that's nearby. <laughs> so. <laughs> 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 Coley's into fracking these days. <laughs> the official sponsor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's their mascot. Yeah. He may oh not he may no longer be the Penn State mascot, but he's yeah. the fracking mascot. <laughs> I was also like so grateful that I feel like we dodged a total bullet not being mules as our state mascot. So I'm really glad that yeah. that got changed. That's the the one college I'm from, like the Allentown area and Muhlenberg out here. They're the mules, so they're the Muhlenberg mules. Oh like, no! Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> ouch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. I can only imagine what yeah. away games are like for them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this next story is from the article Five Haunted Places at Penn State You Need to Visit" by Emily Lencia. The article talks about the literal grave that sits on campus of president atherton do you remember that yes i did i i remember walking past it and just being like there's no way there's actually like a dead body it's just in the sidewalk in between buildings it's so random i always thought that too and again that's smart like i'm still skeptical like really the body is buried there you really don't think it i I mean i don't know it probably is but again it's one of these things like i guess penn state likes to like kind of hide their spooky (laughs) (laughs) there but like they don't they don't highlight it it, but they should because it's yeah really weird (laughs) that they do that so it's about that grave and the classroom that's across from it so look located right across from the schwab auditorium stands old botany one of the oldest buildings on penn state's campus This quaint little cottage lies just off the sidewalk on Pollock Road, a few hundred feet down from the hub. You've probably passed it a hundred times, but trust me, after reading this, you should stop to take a second look. Legend has it that Frances Atherton, the wife of the former president, George Atherton, lurks inside the building and sometimes even peers out the upstairs windows. I know. People say they've seen Frances in the window staring at her husband's grave, which lies just across the street outside of Schwab Auditorium. That's super cool. Did they live there or like, did that used to be their home? Do you know? I'm not sure. I would have to take a look into that. I assume, I, I feel like the Athertons had some sort of stake in this area. Yeah. Because of like their commitment to it and like growing the school. But I don't have any, like, I'm not sure if they actually lived on campus. Because yeah. the campus was really small when it was first built. It was like one building. Yeah. Well, because like that cottage, it literally looks like, like I it, looks exactly like it looks like a cottage. It looks like a little home. Like it could have been. That's the other thing that's so funny about Penn State and interesting to think about, like with ghost hunting in general, is that I've walked past that building at night plenty of times, and I'm sure I've seen figures in that window, and I've not once considered that it could not be an alive person. Right. Right. You know what like I mean? Like, oh, some forensic student. 
again, like doing something weird late at night or just, oh, it was my eyes or something, you know? Yeah. I've never Yeah, even if they were dressed up because Schwab Auditorium does plays and things, I'd be like, mm-hmm. oh, it's someone, it's an actor from the theater probably over in that building doing something, you know? Right. So like, it's so weird to think about like how like in populated areas you could be like just seeing ghosts in windows and not even yeah. realizing it. Right? <laughs> That's crazy. That's it makes so me wonder like weird. how many ghosts have I seen? <laughs> like, I just didn't know. Because especially at Penn State, I do think we had a little luck at Penn State. Something was watching over us because we were like, you know, we would get into trouble all the time. Mm -hmm. And I never, I mean, I was really into the paranormal at Penn State, but I wasn't like investigation mode or like really like dive into it mode. So I don't know. Like, I wonder if I was actually like being aware and had like a sense of awareness, like if those experiences would have happened or if like I made them up because I was looking for it, you know? Right, right. And again, I think part of it is that like for the campus, for being how old it is, I don't think like other college campuses, it doesn't seem really old and historical. I don't think when you're walking around. So I think that doesn't like come to mind. Right. Like, oh, I could look for ghosts on this campus. Like you wouldn't really think they would be there. And genuinely, you just feel so safe. It's very strange. Like it's just a city full of kids. So you don't feel like you're not. I feel like your awareness is very, is low. At least mine was. I felt very safe at all times. Yeah, I was like not prepared for city life coming out of college. Oh no, (laughs) Philly smacked me in the face when I got here. It was like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that was crazy. (laughs) You cannot get drunk and walk home by yourself at 3.30 in the morning. (laughs) That is not okay anymore. Yeah, yeah. Or like, yeah, you're going to have to figure out a way home because we're old enough now and this hurts me to say but when I first moved to Philly Uber and Lyft weren't really a thing like it kind of was I I think I think Uber might have been just starting so there was the real thing of I'm going out on a date I need to make sure I can get a taxi or something I have to go stand on a street at two in the morning and find a taxi (laughs) (laughs) which is like at Penn State you could walk everything was 20 minutes the yeah. furthest thing was 20 minutes away. So, and even then they had buses that ran until like two in the morning. The buses though, I don't know. I feel like they should have ran all night. <laughs> but that's just me. Yeah. Cause I'm lazy. But yeah, those kids that are there now, so spoiled with having Uber and Lyft. I am so jealous. I can't even imagine how it's changed like the going out game at Penn State because we all had different friend groups, like our group, me, you, Amanda, Amy. Mm -hmm. So we would literally make like a little map, like a Marauders map of like, all right, (laughs) Melissa has a friend over here that's having a party. (laughs) Amy has a friend that's over there. And we would like do a lot, like we would walk everywhere. We would walk to so much walking. And it would be like, okay, logically, like, what's the best way to go through all of these, which will be fun at the beginning. And like, it was a whole process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'd all just travel all over the place. But I loved, I did love that. So, (laughs) And it was fun. You'd see the same thing, like all of like little groups doing the same thing as you. Oh, yeah. Like all traveling around. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You kind of make like the way that it works at Penn State is you, you form like a small group of probably three to four people. And then you go to that four people's friends parties and then you just become like distance acquaintances of every it was incredible Penn State what's so cool about it is that 
everyone is friends. It's so large, like a city that there's no clicks. There's just no way. I mean, I guess if you're an athlete, they had clicks, things like that. But like the general pop population, everyone just wanted to talk to everyone. And yeah, ugh, that was another thing I had to adjust to, like when we would leave Penn State, because, you know, people weren't as friendly if they were coming from a different, you know, school or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Annoying. You're not just making small talk with people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah dipping your pizza in their ranch and stuff <laughs> hey want to play a drinking game <laughs> no <laughs> no ew get away from yeah. me yeah <laughs> hey i'm danny i'm john we host blanket and covers the show where we cover the covers have you ever thought about trying to find every single version of angel of the morning or careless whispers. That's an us thing, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's something that you think you would be into, I think you should definitely check out our show. We think that by listening to every version of a song that has ever been done, you can like gain something new. Yeah. Each week we do a, a deep dive through a band's catalog or one specific song. Season one is out there now. You can find it wherever you get your podcasts. So another super haunted building, um, to, according to the same article, is the Schwab Auditorium. Quote, it's a beautiful old building that is said to be haunted by the ghost of Charles Schwab, who was the head of the Bethlehem Steel Corporation and donated the money for the auditorium to, to be built. So it, he actually went like super hard building this this building because he was competing, I believe, with Andrew Carnegie. I think mm. his name is pronounced Carnegie, but the entire time I was there, I pronounced it Carnegie. <laughs> and I don't yeah. want to change who I am. <laughs> so yeah, so they were kind of competing, which is awesome for Penn State. People have seen Schwab sitting in the audience during plays and even lurking oh. around backstage. There also have been reports of a ghost janitor named Steve moving ob objects around the attic of the auditorium. Wait, his name's just Steve? Steve the janitor. <laughs> Steve the janitor. <laughs> I always say this on this podcast, but it makes me so sad to know there's ghosts that die and are doing their job. Yeah. Like, just, I would rather move on to hell than yeah. <laughs> like, like keep working a nine to five after I die. Honestly, like I, I and you know, it, it goes into like, you know, energies that are like aware of their surroundings versus ones that are just like an imprint in time so maybe he's right. just hopefully it's just like an imprint he's just an imprint i would also be super bummed if i was steve and i was trying to like haunt this building but i was just like taking a back seat to charles and like no one even knew my last name yeah. <laughs> such a bummer yeah what if it's just steve doing all of it and it's like they're like oh it's charles and he's like no it's steve it's me <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I would be annoyed too. I mean, they both are really up in their game, you know, like, like being completely seen or moving objects around. Like that's yeah. who I feel like in the ghost world. And especially like seen in the audience during plays, like with a bunch of people around and stuff. That's, yeah. Yeah. How does someone, it goes back to like, how do you pick out the ghosts? Right. Especially like, well, are you people. an actor and you're looking at the audience and, and you just know yeah, what Charles Schwab like looks like? Right. Except, you know what? I will say 
if we were in an auditorium at Penn State and everyone was wearing 90s to 2000, we're 2000s, 2000s clothes, and I just see a man with a monocle and a mo- I'd be like, that's probably not. I don't know. I don't, don't know why. Think, like, there were some weirdos like around campus. Like, I might just write it off as like a weird dude. There really were. They were really. The, the thing that's always impressive to me is how many clubs Penn State has. They had a club yeah. for everything. You could do everything. You, they had a zombies versus humans club. Yeah. Do you remember that? And they'd run. Yeah, around. that was like you would they would literally go around like throwing socks at each other i think yeah they had like nerf guns or something yeah Yeah. that's what was so cool is like i felt like no matter who you were and like what you liked in life you found at least two people that had that same interest Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't know man hopefully steve gets the credit he deserves yeah (laughs) and and can uh quit his job yeah yeah also, this is like an honorable mention. I didn't really write up a piece on this, but some people think that the library is haunted because there was a yeah. murder in the library. I kind of wanted to stay away from it because it's true crime. It's unsolved. And I feel like people mention they don't mention seeing an apparition or anything. They just mention feeling a sense of dread when in that same area of where the murder occurred. And I think that's just because, you know, what happened, you know? Yeah. Like, or because you're in the library. <laughs> yeah i oftentimes feel a sense of dread yeah when i library. was there late at night yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's so true oh my god <laughs> the library was terrible the, the, but that was the one i feel like i heard that was the haunting i was most aware of when i was a student um with people talking Same. about the haunting and it probably because that was probably the most recent like uh, person like all those other people are more like historical sort yeah. of individuals whereas this one was more recent but I think it's also because this one is so terrifying because yeah. like you would never think in in the library you know like on campus that you run into right. anyone that would want to harm you you know right. like so I think that one is told like as like a murder can happen anywhere type of tale yeah that almost is like that's not even like ghost scary that's like what happened in real life scary yeah yeah and that's why i was like i don't know if i should include it because it's more just you know a bummer to me like this other stuff is fun they live their lives they're they're still like kicking it after because i you know penn state we we talked about this on another podcast but i feel like i would if i died i would either haunt helium or penn state yeah i would want to be at you know where where at penn state would you haunt if you died and you had to haunt penn state oh man that's a good question yeah um i feel like well because i wouldn't want to haunt like a bar because that would just be like so boring like after during the days and stuff yeah. i don't know the hub might, like coley might have it right like, <laughs> yeah, that's why they haven't moved them yeah constant activity you get to yeah. see a variety of things like yeah. i don't know so maybe the hub yeah the hub's a good answer i or, you know yeah, like the auditorium and you see plays and stuff yeah the, auditorium. Oh, the creamery well i won't be able to eat so maybe not <laughs> the creamery so i can that be tortured be all day watching people yeah. eat the ice cream that i want to eat yeah yeah I don't know either. I, I think when I was first asked, I said the Shandy gaff, but you yeah. bring up a really good point of, but then Monday through Friday, it's really boring. And I never yeah. thought about that. 
I don't know. I also feel like you couldn't do good. Like if you wanted to mess with people, like they'd just be way too drunk. Oh yeah. (laughs) There's not a chance. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing you could do. Like another example of like, if there's too many people around, you just wouldn't know. Yeah. That the lights were flickering or that someone was knocking a bottle off somewhere. It's like, yeah, everyone's knocking. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think you have it right. I think the hub would be really fun because there's so many rooms and activities Mm -hmm. and there's shows that get put on at the hub and they're always expanding it and making it better. Yeah. And I feel like oh, oh, maybe I'd haunt um the Bryce Jordan Center. Oh, nice. That would be good with all the concerts and those are really those are like big concerts. yeah. Yeah. And plus I bet they have a bunch of like backed like alleyway and hallways and like entrances and stuff that you could you could really hang out in and haunt yeah yeah (laughs) definitely I think that would be where you could really frighten people yeah I feel like I would stay away from the dorms at all costs Mm, yeah don't want to see (laughs) (laughs) them you know uh, especially the freshmen (laughs) yeah that uh every step of it it was so crazy just being plopped in in the middle of Pennsylvania yeah yeah you're just the little city with nothing else around you with just a mass amount of other 21 20 year 18 year olds oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know how old the young people are anymore I mean, I really hope this is interesting for people who didn't go to Penn State. I I really do encourage people, like, even if you didn't go to the school, you to visit. If you're close enough to State College, there's there's plenty of stuff to do that's not drinking related. There's hiking. There's more hiking. (laughs) We just went, uh, I went recently to Penn's Cave. Oh, yeah, Penn's Cave. I went there. They take you in a boat, like, uh, underground, under a cave, and it's really cool. Yeah, and and there are like really fun places to eat and bars as well. If, if, mm-hmm. And entertainment, live entertainment. There's a bunch of cover bands that we're all into. So, oh yeah, yeah. I just wanted to do an aside because I I know this might get a little like nostalgic for us, but for those of you who are listening that have no knowledge of this area, it's it's really nice and it's cheap. Oh my so gosh! Cheap. Yeah, if you want to like a little hotels and every like yeah. yeah the food the hotel yeah oh i so. would also highly recommend the arboretum <gasps> like, i, I forgot the about arboretum. that it's oh my gorgeous gosh. i think they're doing a whole they're building a whole like b section now oh i was like i thought you meant like the buzzing no. type of bees i was like they're keeping bees now yeah like buzzing type of bees like i don't think oh, they're really? keeping bees but i think it's like i don't i didn't read enough about it i shouldn't be talking about it when i don't have enough information but okay. I, when i was there they were like doing construction and i think it's just gonna be like like certain flowers and stuff that's awesome to like help i don't know keep bees alive i guess but yeah they're expanding it but anyways like the fountain there is gorgeous all the flowers and oh it's a great photo op too i used to take yes. so many pictures out there yes. the view there's like this backdrop view of like the mount the teeny little mountains and yeah ugh, it's gorgeous yeah i want to go back now yeah and there's an arts festival too so if you want to go yes. in the summer go to arts fest but i would recommend not going during a football weekend or arts fest if you've never been there before no it's it is hard would be to overwhelming. Navigate. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i do have a little bit more i want to talk about this isn't necessarily haunting but i feel like i'd be remiss to talk about to not talk about 
the TV show Paranormal State? Yes. So as I mentioned before, there's tons of clubs at Penn State. It's where I got my start in stand-up. I was forced, not forced, but, you know, convinced to do stand-up there. And I've loved it ever since. But there used to be a paranormal investigation group that got its own A&E show, which is crazy to me. The show was considered very successful by some and praised that it didn't force ghostly evidence when none could be found. But critics also found it to be kind of boring and overproduced. Uh, the leader of the paranormal investigation group, Ryan Buell, has had some arrests since the show. Oh, my. But seems to be doing okay now. I found his website and he's getting into writing. I do have a quote from him about the show, but I, I don't want to slander his name because it seems like he's, you know, he kind of got, it's one of those cases where he got a little bit of like fame-ish yeah. from his show. And I think he struggled with a lot of things. Like, I think... Uh, the arrests were like for theft from what I saw. So it's not like he like fought someone or something, you know what I right, mean? Right. Like, but yeah, I, you know, I used to watch the show a lot and I kind of agree with the critics where I was always like, come on, I want more, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but I just think it's so cool. Like there was, I don't know. I, I remember when I went to Penn State, I did look to see if it was still a thing and it wasn't, which is such a bummer. But I don't know. It's just really impressive. Good for them, right? <laughs> that is really cool. So the critics were saying that there wasn't a lot of ghost, like actual they like, experience or activity that they found. I think I like recall one critic literally said it's like the Blair Witch Project, but with like out without any payoff at all. Oh. Like it's just they didn't want to like force evidence. So I'll read what he had to say. He said, I'm proud of Paranormal State. There is nothing like it, and there still isn't anything like it on TV. To me, it's a sign of originality. I believe it was ahead of its time. Some look at it and simply think it's overstylized. Others think we're frauds who fake everything. Comma, really? If I was going to fake the show, I'd go balls to the wall dramatic with having <laughs> spirits pop in frame and drag my investigators down into the basement or something. And then some understood that our show, which is an interpretation of our investigations, touched upon sociological, cultural, psychological, emotional, spiritual, and deeply personal issues. It is ultimately a show about humanity and how the dead teach us lessons about life. You can consider the paranormal tales as metaphors, if you will. But the bottom line is, whether they lived in a trailer park or in a mansion, we showed a diverse field of Americans who believe they were experiencing the paranormal. Whether you believe in the paranormal is irrelevant. There are people who are experiencing something. And that's what we went there in there to try and explore because no one else was willing to help them. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, <laughs> I do appreciate the sort of not, you know, I'd rather, you know, watch an episode and not really see ghost activity, but yeah. say, okay, this is what this person is experiencing. And maybe it wasn't a ghost, but it's obviously they're experiencing something rather yeah. than when it's just like every single noise is like, that was a ghost like definitely a ghost you know yeah so I, I feel like get behind that. I watch those shows where everything's a ghost and I still don't see anything it's just right. more hyped up <laughs> like I've never yeah. seen like a full body apparition on those other shows or anything and I feel like I mean I don't know his deal I don't want to get too like you know I'm not I don't want to praise him or insult him because I don't know his full life honestly yeah. he also mentioned like coming out and struggling with his faith due to it and I, I just feel like maybe he's had some trouble in in the past but I do relate to him saying that he wants to like be there and be like the person that believes and like listen 
and get the word out on this stuff because that's kind of how yeah. I feel about real chills where it's like I don't know all the answers and I don't have an, an like a reason for why these stories happen but I do like that we're creating a record of these insane experiences right you know it kind of like right. goes it's sort of like data where it's like these are firsthand accounts of some pretty inexplainable stuff you know right and yeah. exactly whether you know you're an expert or can or can't say what really happened or determine that you know again you're just giving these people an opportunity to explain what they experienced and well this is what was real to them and what happened to them so you know you get to let them share that and then present it and people can interpret it how they want so yeah I just love it I think it's yeah. cool I think it's cool that Penn State had a club that actually became a tv show that's so wild that is to cool. me. yeah can you imagine I bet you there's some really interesting people on campus at all times yes. like, when we went to school there was a girl everyone called her squirrel girl the people who went at our time period already know who I'm talking about she yes. would just and and Penn State has these big fluffy squirrels that are just like adorable and she would literally make hats for them and she'd sit there and she would befriend them to the point where she could put on different hats. And she was at the time, just like a Penn State idol. You yeah. know, it's one of those stories where you think she's going to get picked on and you're really defensive of her. Cause you're like, people are definitely going to have a problem with this. And then everyone just rallied around her and yeah. loved her. And like, when you'd see her around campus, like yeah was, i think i only had one squirrel girl sighting but <laughs> <laughs> i would see her sitting out great. there yeah you know and i do i know we were we're not going to really talk about this but i know penn state isn't perfect and it has its flaws and i feel like a lot of large institutions have their problems like i i feel like we've been talking a lot about all the good stuff that's not because we're trying to like just diminish or not acknowledge the bad stuff it's just I wanted to talk about like our experiences and you know yeah. it was really fun <laughs> no and I agree I mean obviously you know Penn State has infamy for some bad reasons and I think like you said but even you know some things other than what comes to everyone's mind at first you know yeah obviously when you put that many students in one place you know that are one age unfortunately you have definitely some negatives um, right like, and unfortunately I think some of it's kind of unavoidable I mean I think there's definitely more things that can be done to help minimize it but yeah I think you know we're just kind of being a little nostalgic focusing on our positive <laughs> yeah. experience yeah we're yeah. not delusional <laughs> yeah no yeah. I don't want this to sound like we're like you know crazy fans you know yeah we are, I mean, but I kind of am a little bit. I kind of am. But, but we can also like, acknowledge, be we can, yes. I can acknowledge the fault in something that I really enjoyed. And that's all I want to yeah. say. I don't want to get into it, but I just wanted the listeners to not be like, wow, like you don't even consider. I, I do. I've had to. We were at school when this stuff went down. All we've mm -hmm. had to do since is consider it. And I'm not complaining. You know, that sounds complaining. This is a lot. Anyway. Let's change the subject. <laughs> we said we weren't going to talk about it, but then I was like, "Ugh, I've been like just glowing over Penn State this whole time." So I did feel like I needed to. It's a very complicated feeling. Like as I get older, I I realize there's things and people even that you can love and have complicated feelings towards. You know, yeah. where, and this is just one of those things. So, but I'm happy for the memories and that we got to meet and that you could do the show. Well said, Meg. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, 
So normally we end the show with plugs, but even though I think you're hilarious, you're not a stand-up comedian yet. I am not. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> um, but I was thinking maybe you could recommend either something from Penn State or even if you want to recommend something else like a restaurant or or a book or whatever, a store that you like. Well, I'll say my favorite thing that I'm recommending to everyone right now is, I mean, this is mostly for people in Philly, but there is a place in Philly called Gnocchi's and it is some of the best Italian food I've ever had. And it's always like really pretty empty. Like we've never needed a reservation. It's this little small place and everything from the burrata appetizer to the meatball (sighs) appetizer, the gnocchi pasta. I had this like (laughs) lemon dessert that was delicious. And then they brought us like little cappuccinos and it's BYOB, which I always love. You can just bring your own bottle of wine. And so that's just something that came to my mind that I am like, raving about to anyone who will listen so highly recommend that awesome it's called gnocchi's like the noodles like the pasta yeah okay cool that's so crazy see philly is so good with food you know i feel like you could go to a restaurant every day for a year and still have new stuff popping up because i've never heard of that yeah so i'll definitely check that out maybe i'll bring amanda my sister is with us right now so or i mean i'll come yeah (laughs) (laughs) Cool. And then you guys know where to find me. You can catch me on Twitter and Instagram at Meg Gets Money. Gets is spelled G-O-E-T-Z. So thanks, Melissa, for being on the show. Thanks for having me. This is so much fun. Find us at the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. know someone who should be on real chills go to realchillspodcast.com and tell us more special thanks to valerie to artwork by libby rundell music by sam williamson real chills podcast is produced by meg getz and Alyssa traskowski this has been a presentation from the wasted robot network for more information and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.